Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Closest friend, 
Father, we thank you once again for another evening in your presence. Even as we sang, we love you, Lord, until the very end. We consider you to be our closest friend. For when all around us seems lost, it is you we look to, Lord. You are our closest friend, Lord. Once again, we are in your presence. Father, speak to us through your servant. The ancient word ever true, speak to us, Lord. That the reformation will continue, the transformation will continue. Continue to mold us and shape us, Father, into who you want us to be. We thank you for another time in your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, somebody, let's welcome our Reverend, Reverend Gilbert Asamo, Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father Lord, we just want to thank you so much for your unconditional love for us. Thank you that you have such a large heart that is big enough to accommodate us. Thank you for joining us to yourself. You join yourself to our humanity so that we can be joined to your divine life. We pray in the name of Jesus that our eyes will be opened and we shall prioritize the things pertaining to your kingdom as proton first. Thank you. Jesus' name. Amen. We thank the Lord. You're all welcome. We are going to continue on the series we started last week from Bishop's book, Spiritual Dangers. Amen. Amen. And the title is Spiritual Dangers, Why Certain Things Must Be Done First. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe um, Bishop began to give us a number of points, but let's start with a couple of scriptures, the scriptures that we went over last week. So first one is um, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37 to 38. See, why certain things must be, must be done first, the word first in the Greek New Testament, the word proton appears so many times and uh, it has a significance. Hallelujah. And so in this scripture, Matthew 22, 37, I think the preceding scripture is that somebody came to ask Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Hallelujah. Now, let, let's maybe start from 36. Because, um, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? So look at the adjective that the question is coming from. The word that they asked was great. Is that not so? Yeah, they, they wanted to know which is the greatest commandment. And then 37, Jesus begins to answer. He said, Jesus told him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Hold on. So, so he's, defining, he's defining with what you love the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, a person is made up of, look, look at it. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. That is all your innermost being. Your soul your emotion, you know, it's kind of very weird, uh, 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 strange, how 
it looks weird when people show their passion for Jesus. But then one day I went to uh, the crew, what the crew game. The wild things people can do in the sports arena. But it looks totally normal. Amen. But if you find yourself in a place and, you know, especially very conservative church circles, like the other day, um, on Saturday, when the man was preaching, at some point I felt like saying, Bohobio. <laughs> but then <laughs> I looked to the left and I looked to the right. Everybody was like, Lem, in this environment. It will look weird. But why is that? You are supposed to love the Lord with all your soul, which means that your emotions are in it, involved in it. And you see, don't rule emotions out because God himself is emotional. I mean, it says that the Lord was sad, right? The Lord was excited. I mean, those are words that describe emotion. So God wants to bring, you should bring your whole being into God, to loving God, with all your mind, okay? Verse 38. Now, this is the Matthew version. I think Luke version, it asks with all your strength, right? It's the same thing, except that Matthew did not record that part. But look at, look at what he said in verse 38. This is the first and great commandment. The question the person was asking was, which one is the great commandment? It is Jesus who introduced the word proton into the answer. Hallelujah. It's like if your child asks you a question and then you answer them more than what they ask for because you, there is something more to just what they are asking. Hallelujah. So loving God is the first and it's not just great, but it must be first. Because not everything that is great is first. Hallelujah. Yeah, not everything. The other day I heard that uh, somebody somebody who uh, did very well academically was not inducted into this particular um, society that honors people of a certain caliber. And the reason was that even though he was great academically, he doesn't do anything else. Do you get it? But what, the people they are looking for, it's not just you are, your grades are always A, but you must have other things that can be said about you. So, so something being great does not mean it is first. But Jesus is saying loving God is the first and great commandment. Hallelujah. Now look at the second uh, verse 30. Let's add to this. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So let's st stay there for a moment. So you shall love your neighbor as yourself in terms of the order is the second. Hallelujah. Jesus started by saying the second is like it. It's like what? It's like the first one. It's like, it's like it is of the same nature. Amen. Two things may be of the same nature, but there is still order. You can see a father and son who look very much alike. They are of the same nature. You can find, uh, uh, you can do a DNA test and, uh, and you can see the similarities in the, in the, in the composition of their, of their cells. Do you get it? But something that is like something does not mean they are the same. So Jesus actually said that the second is like it. It is similar. So, you, so in other words, in the same way that you love God, you are expected to love your neighbor. Hallelujah. But then you cannot put loving your neighbor ahead of loving God. There's a reason why it is second. Amen. When, um, what's his name? Elisha, prophet Elisha instructed Naaman to dip himself how many times in the, in the river? How many times? Seven times. Right. 
and he had a problem with that but eventually he did it you know when he he, he dunked into the river the first time was his leprosy gone the second time was he gone up until the sixth time did he still have the leprosy and then the seventh time the leprosy went away is that not so so somebody could say you could argue and say since up to Damascus the skin remained the same then it is only the seventh time that did the trick right can you argue that because as far as what we can see up to number six there was nothing is that not so we didn't see any change but after he drunk the seventh time that is when the skin changed so you could say seven is god's perfect number so how do you call it seven is the the, the tricky the thing that did the trick i mean can, can somebody argue that way my yeah my argument is that you can never get to seven if you don't start from one hallelujah so if you take one out then what you are calling seven is actually six is that not so if you take two out what you are calling seven is actually five so the one must come first before you can call something seven and so first is very important hallelujah and jesus is now telling us the order that your first love must be for god amen proton we are we are we are just going through these scriptures in places in the Bible where the word proton was used, what must be first? We are discussing why certain things must be done first. Now, another scripture which also introduces the word proton is Matthew 6 and 33. You see, one of the things that sometimes believers will make a mistake of is that we, we, we try to find more things when we have not yet exhausted what we already have. Amen. Did we not read this scripture last week? Did we not read this scripture last week? So we have a, we have a, how do you call it? A tendency that, okay, so let's find another scripture and read it. Amen. But I'm telling you that there's a lot more in this same scripture. It is like sometimes when people are leading praise and worship, I watch it and I watch in amazement. How a song that there's an anointing on, do you get it? That people are flowing with the song. I mean, it's, it's working very powerfully. And then because they had made a list of songs that today we are going to sing these songs. You are not watching how the spirit is on this. The unction is on this song. Stay with this song. Perhaps today, this is the only song we should sing. But people tend to feel like, okay, now we've sang this enough. Let's move on and, and sing another song. In fact, it's like I feel like sometimes the Holy Spirit just moves away. Because it's, you have your plan. But God says, this is what I'm doing today. Hallelujah. So let's not be in a hurry and say, okay, now we, okay, now give us more verses with the word proton. If you do a Google, uh, not a Google, a search in, uh, in the Bible, you find so many words with the word first. But today we are staying with this one because we are not done with it. Are you listening to me? So Matthew says that the three, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you seek first that word there is proton hallelujah so the 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 um word proton you know we said something about it uh, as far as what it means in practical terms right we said it means first in time so when we say something is first in time because these are all different ways of explaining the, the word first first in time means that um like you know how time 
you know, as we know, it moves chronologically. Is that not so? So, 7 a.m. in Columbus, Ohio, 7 a.m. Eastern Time comes before 8 a.m. So, if you have two things that you need to do, and one is supposed to be the proton one, first in time means that do the one that should be done first before a later time. Does that make sense? So, so, so first in time, and then first in order. First in order means what? It must come before the next thing comes. Hallelujah. So proton first. It is first in time. Everything that must be done first, it must be done in terms of the chronological time, should be done before a later time. Hallelujah. And order means that in terms of the, 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 the stages of doing it, this one must be done before another one must be done. Hallelujah. And then another one Bishop said is that it's first in number. Hallelujah. First in number and first in order is actually quite similar. But it's like you go to a motor vehicles in Broad Street, you know, downtown. And it's a large place. So they have these things that you go and you pull. Do you get it? Now, if you go and you think you have a beautiful face and you don't go and pull the thing, you don't go and pull the thing, you are sitting there hoping that somebody will look at how you are dressed. That you look like, <laughs> you look like uh, the way you are dressed. Because, make no mistake, sometimes you get special treatment by how you are, you are. I mean, naturally speaking, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, you interpret everything by favor, by the grace of God. Do you get it? One day I was leaving a certain airport, and there were, there were two or three lines, right? Where, you know, like, you know how the, the normal thing is that remove your shoes, remove your, remove your, um, belt and all these things and then there's also another lane for special people like uh, people who have already prayed the TSA people pre-approved and all those things I was neither of the two do you get it but I was pulled from this line and I joined this line you could say well maybe I was wearing a tie you could say based, based on how you are dressed but a Christian would say it's because of the favor of God but naturally speaking you would say oh Maybe they thought I was a distinguished looking man. And so they called you. Do you get it? And motor vehicles, that's not how what determines when you, you are called. You have to pull that thing, and they, 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 it is in the number, based on the number and the sequence that the thing was pulled that they are going to use to call. Do you get it? So this is the idea. And then first, proton also means first in rank. Hallelujah. So So you see, in times of in terms of order and number, it's easy to understand. But sometimes, you must also see the things that must be done first in terms of rank, as in hierarchy. Do you get it? Level of importance, the level of importance, the rank. You know, you have your to-do list, and there are some things that you think they need to be done. But in terms of importance, you must rank something that what needs to be done must be ranked at the highest level. Amen. And then the last one on the list is the first in value first in value. One day um, there was a war that broke out and David's um, soldiers, the people that were in the wilderness with David that had been fighting with him, you know, um, David wanted to go to the war and they told David, they begged David, David, you don't need to come. We will go and take care of this situation. And they told him that you, you are worth 10,000 of us. Hallelujah. So they, were, they are placing him of higher value than than the average other person. Amen. So, so that is the distinction that if you do a dissection of the anatomy 
of of the of the of the uh, this soldier and David is going to be the same. But then, based on how they perceived him, they saw that he was of higher value. Hallelujah. So when we talk about first, it is to be understood in all these terms. Now, so last week we started talking about the four things. You know, reasons why certain things must be done first. Number one is what? Anything that is not done first seems to lose its significance. So, so one clear example of that is if you are supposed to do something for God or if you are supposed to not practice a certain lifestyle, not like if you walk on disobedience, right? If you choose to walk on disobedience, after a while, the original thing that seems so important, if you become engrossed in disobedience, then your perception of the original thing begins to go down. Because what happens is that after a while, you begin to rationalize why you didn't do it. You begin to explain it away. Amen. And so as you begin to explain things away, their importance diminishes in your view, in your perception. Hallelujah. Number two, I think we touched on two points. Is that not so? What was the second one? Anything that is not done first may never be done. Certain things must be done first. And if they are not done first, they may never be done. Hallelujah. Some time ago, I traveled. I was studying in Norway, and I traveled to visit my friend in London. And um, on the day I was supposed to return to Norway, I was living in a city called Bergen. Or Bergen. Or in Kumasi, we say Bergen. Amen. So, um, the most important thing that day when we woke up was to get ready and go where? To the airport. Do you get it? My friend said, let's go to town and do some window shopping. I was a student. Not that I had a lot of money to go and do any shopping. It was just window shopping. And you know how London, everything is by, you know, the, the underground train. So, we started going from place to place, from place to place. In fact, we got to a point where the pass, the, the monthly pass that he had, because I don't live in London, so I don't need to have a monthly pass. So he will use his to charge to, twice for me. You get it. But they have zones. So that there's a place. Sometimes what you have bought only qualifies you for a certain geographical region. Do you get it? So we were just happily you know, and, and we look at the time, there was a lot of time. You heard it. There was a lot of time. But at some point, we got outside our zone, and it, it was a lot of complications, which I will, not, <laughs> I, will not, I will not get into. But eventually, they, they let us, you know, go back, return, and the long and short of it is that I arrived at the airport. My flight was still there. I could see the plane, but they said I could not get on it. I said, what do you mean? The plane is right there. I mean, I have my ticket. You see, my friend kept saying that, oh, you already have your boarding pass. <laughs> you already have your boarding pass. You don't have to worry about it. In fact, we, we came home. We came home and even did fufu and all that. But the fufu was not that important. But all those things, we, we thought we had so much time. And the saddest thing is that, you see, my, my flight was, was um, London and Bergen, direct flight. But when they said that I can't, it's too late for me to uh, get on. Now they said we have to route you through a city called Stavanga, which I had not been to before. So now it's going to be London, Stavanga, and Bergen. 
Do you get it? I eventually arrived. But I thought, it taught me that sometimes when you delay things, it, it can actually lead to. And even in my case, in my case, I ended up, I mean, maybe I arrived later than I should have arrived. But Bishop has a similar story that he tells. That he was traveling from London to come to Maryland. Do you get it? And his flight was landing to uh, Amsterdam and then connecting from Amsterdam to New York. And then from New York, before he goes to have a meeting in Maryland. Hallelujah. He said, when he looked at the ticket, that is from London to Amsterdam, he said, ah, this cannot be right. The number, the, the time for departure was too early. So he said, this cannot be right. So he deliberately didn't go to the airport according to the time. He said, no, this cannot be right. <laughs> and then, when he got to the airport, it was right. The original time on the ticket was right. He thought it was a typo. <laughs> and they said, well, so you have missed your flight from London to Amsterdam. But no, don't, no worries, right? No worries. There is another flight that can get you in time. Because he was worried about the one from Amsterdam to New York, which he needed to catch. Do you get it? So they told him, don't no worry. So luckily, when they told him the time that the other one, you know, will fly, it was well within the time. And keep in mind that, you see, Europe is also ahead of us in time. So when you're traveling west, you gain time. So he felt very, very comfortable. And so finally, he got on the flight from London to Amsterdam. When he got to Amsterdam, he um, comfortably waited at the gate, and then they called his flight. And then they started making those announcements. You know, we are in a few minutes. We are going to be, we are going to be flying. Everybody, make sure you have tagged your whatever under the seat. And so he was happily waiting. That oh, I mean, after all, I mean, I didn't tell it, but I'm about to land. I mean, powerfully in New York. And then after a while, he said he was, he was sitting at the window, window of the you know uh, window seat. Then he saw somebody spraying. The wings of the aircraft, like like they have like a, as if they are spraying mosquitoes, <laughs> spraying something. Say, hey, what's going? He said, I've never seen this. That an aircraft about to fly, and then somebody is spraying. So as the spraying went on, he, he kept on looking, and then an announcement came over the the uh, 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 public address system. Uh, we are sorry to tell you that um, there is uh, too much ice, too much ice on the on the plane. So we have to spray to to melt it. To melt it before it can fly. But we, can, we, we assure you that within maybe 10 or 15 minutes, we should be okay and we'll go. Bishop said he did the math. That time was still favorable. It was still favorable to, <laughs> to be able to arrive in New York and still go to Maryland to preach. So after a while, the wings thin, the, the, the ice situation was solved. He said he was wondering, why are, why are they, uh, are we not moving? So as he was pondering over that, another announcement came. We are sorry, we have to stay on the tarmac for a little bit more because we have discovered that the toilets in the plane are not working. <laughs> and, then, and imagine from Amsterdam to New York, if the toilets are not working, it's not going to be a nice experience because, you know, people are at different levels of the ability to contain different things. So we had to fix the toilet. I don't know how long it took. But finally, meanwhile, he had called the pastor in New York. That, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm arriving at the scheduled time. You know, I, I, my flight got delayed. I mean, I missed my flight in London. But thankfully, <laughs> I have this other one. I'm going to be there. 
But finally, he said, he, 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 he began to see at the time that they were living, he began to see how the, 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 the arrival time is out of sync. And people in the meeting in Maryland had been waiting for a period. And he began to do the math. He said that this math doesn't work. And then he said the spirit of the Lord whispered to his heart that delay often means cancellation. Sometimes delay doesn't mean that you get to do it again. It's not everything that when you delay, you get to do it another time. Do you get it? Sometimes when you delay in doing something, it actually means that the thing is literally cancelled. You will never get the opportunity to do it again. So when you don't do certain things first, and you do some other things, it may very well mean that the thing that you should have done first will never be done. Hallelujah. Number three, it is an insult to give the second place to that which should be first. Hallelujah. See, we are going over why certain things must be done first. And then we are, as four of them, we have reached number three. It is an insult to give the second place to that which should be first. Amen. You see, sometimes it doesn't really matter which one you do first, right? Sometimes it really doesn't matter. I mean, let me, let me give, uh, if it is winter and there is snow on your car, right? And there, there is frost on your car and you need to warm the car. Do you think it makes sense to probably go and start the car as you are doing other things? So in that case, the order is important. But do you know that there are some things that it really doesn't matter which one you do first? Both of them. You can do this one first or do that, this one first. But that, there are certain things that has to do with status, right? One, sometimes something is first means it is the status or the value you are placing on. If you put something else there first, it is an insult to the thing that should be first. Bishop said one day he was preaching and uh, he brought a, a young man, uh, maybe not so young, but a, a, a Christian brother in the church. He let him stand up. And then he said, um, how many of you ladies want to marry this brother? Nobody lifted their hand. He said, but everybody knows this brother is very spiritual. Very spiritual brother. And then not only spiritual, but he also has a lot of money because you can be spiritual and broke, which God can help you come out of it. But there are some brothers, yeah, they, all they know, is, they know is just spiritual, but certain basic things, wisdom keys, you need to apply. You need to use that one too. <laughs> do, you, do you get it? So, because um, it says that I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thou so prosper. So, God is the God of your everything. So, but this brother was spiritual and also loaded. He had a car. I mean, back in those days, not everybody, a lot of people had cars. So, and then also he's well-dressed. Some brothers don't know how to dress. They don't know how to behave, you know. I mean, like, it's like there's a certain way that sisters, you are everything, you are very prayerful, but sisters don't like you. Because when you are around them, you just talk anyhow. <laughs> Amen. Everything about the brother was perfect. Bishop said, then I'm surprised that none of you want this brother. Then he began to ask them, why don't you want this brother? And the lady, the lady said, he is already married. So Bishop said, ah, what are you talking about? He can, you can be his second wife. One of them said, Bishop, it's an insult. 
for me, somebody like me, to be somebody's second wife. Of course, in today's world, some people don't mind. But a woman who values who they are, no woman with their right head on would like to be somebody's second wife. Amen. Amen. One, one woman, the husband um, said, you know what? I know what you need. You need a nice place to live. And then I will make sure I will bring you provisions. Right? You know the usual provisions. Rice, oil, <laughs> tin tomato, sardines, milo, canned milk, ideal milk, and those things. I will make sure you have a constant supply of these things. He said, I don't need any of this. It is you that I want. So don't go and chase some nutty girl somewhere and put me here in this parking lot and tell me I'm going to supply you all these provisions. <laughs> Do you get it? It's sometimes when you don't put something first that should be first, it feels like the person has diminished in value. Amen. In fact, I heard a story of a certain big program that was um, done in Ghana, a Christian program. And a very senior minister who normally would be on the first row. Like, you know, when they are doing these such programs, you know, it's important to honor the fathers of the land, right? So they, they had a foreign, uh, uh, I think an American preacher had come, and they are organizing, different churches have come together to host the American preacher. And, but then one of the churches was the one who invited the American preacher. Are you, are you getting it? I don't want to give names, so try and flow with me. So one church invited a, a, an American preacher, and then the other churches joined together to organize the program. Do you get it? And then they had the stage, and there was one senior minister, an elder in the land, who was sitting on the first row, like, you know, the pulpit, and behind the people who sit behind. And then one of the associates of the, the ministry that invited the, the preacher, he came and told, he told the, the senior elderly minister, he did like this, you know, move to the back. And the program was, you know, has started and stuff. So I, I think, I don't know who he was replacing on that seat, but he moved him to the back. When the program was over, the elderly man, he came to face the senior person that invited the person, not the associates. Because he, he, at his level, he doesn't deal with associates. Do you get it? He, did, he, he deals with, he, he said, you, you had your, you, 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 your, your associate asked me to go to the back. It's like it was a big beast. Do you get it? Because by asking him such a father to ask him to go to the back, it is like you have diminished his value. It's, it's an insult. Hallelujah. You, for, you, for you, it may not be a big deal. But where he is, for him, and especially when it was done so publicly. When you have, have you ever gone to a function where you are sitting at some place and then they said, uh, excuse, excuse me, I don't want to. Even, even on Saturday, the Ochami said that the, the lady who is um, leading people to greet, right? He said he, he, she's making people sit at a place. He said, I'm sorry, very soon I may have to let them move because some people were seated on the first row. You know, in some of these functions, uh, the chiefs of the land arrive. And if you are nobody <laughs> and you go and sit there, you can easily be moved. And so order is of great importance. And if a place that is God's position, is given to somebody else, even if human beings can feel that it's an insult, then how about God Almighty? Hallelujah. So it is an insult to give 
the second place to that which should be first. Then number four. Number four. Problems abound when that which is to be first becomes second. Or you could turn it around. Problems abound when second, third, and fourth things are done first. You see, sometimes the order is a matter of protocol, right? Like this example that I just gave you. It is just nice. Like for instance, a visiting minister came, right? And I wanted to give him this seat. Do you get it? Because I am sitting here, and this one seemed too ordinary to give to the visiting minister. So I wanted to give him this seat so that it would look a little different from the ordinary seats. And then he took me aside and he said, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. It's right. You are trying to honor me. But remember, this seat is what your wife, Mama May, she, he called her Mama May. Mama May sits on. Now, you are trying to remove her to another place. After this meeting, me, I will be gone. <laughs> Amen. So, this protocol is important, but there's another protocol which is coexisting with the protocol of honoring a visiting minister. There's also the protocol of honoring your wife. Do you get it? So, he said, look, I beg you, don't ever move her from this city again. So, from that time, have you seen that if somebody comes, she's always here? Yes. Peace and love. Peace and love with two fingers. That's it. Amen. It's not everything somebody will complain about. Sometimes nobody, there will be no complaints. But you see, the wisdom is not to wait for somebody to complain about something. The wisdom is rather do something which will not make someone complain. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that sometimes things have to do with protocol. But then the other time that what must be first is not just for protocol and honor and those things. But then actually something really can go wrong when what must be done first is not done first. For instance, we are saying that, look, if you have not married, don't have sex. Period. You, because the, the, the reason is that in modern societies, polygamy is outlawed. Did you know that? You cannot practice polygamy on re, even on religious grounds in this U.S. of A. Even back home, the, you know, in a, um, places where traditionally people have married more than one. The society has civic laws, right? The civic, the civic laws of the land recognizes only one wife as the original wife. Is that also? And so this becomes very important that, first of all, we are saying that present your members as a what? Living sacrifice to God. You may be feeling a certain electricity in your skin, but you are not married. You have no business First of all, watching people having sex, you are not married, you have no business because, you see, why are you, why are you passing by while they are cooking uh, 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 fried chicken and, and cheeseburgers when you don't have money to buy? Please, go and get yourself some, what you call it, uh, uh, apples, which you can afford. You are luring yourself up and getting yourself appetized for something you don't have. And then, and then, and then finally, why are you sleeping with someone you are not married to? And the thing about marriage, the thing about marriage is that because 
society frowns on um, having multiple partners. Do you realize that even unbelievers, even unbelievers, when somebody is a public figure and they know that this is his husband or uh, his wife or this is her husband and they hear that the person has gone to cheat, even unbelievers, do you get it? They, uh, you lose favor with the public. Did you know that? You begin to lose favor. One day, a certain church member told, uh, a certain pastor got into trouble with a, with a, a certain lady and, and um, went to sleep with the lady. And a church member who thinks that fornication should be left for, he said, he said, pastor, these kinds of sins, I beg you, leave it to some of us. <laughs> and you we don't want to hear anything like that about you. These type of things are for us. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> but I am saying, I am saying that as Christians, we should say, we should say, these type of things are for unbelievers. It's for the world, not for us. Amen. Because you see, this type of this type of doing the right thing first, that you are not married and you are sleeping. If you if you marry, the system and the Christian teaching requires you is one man, one woman. I mean, think about it seriously. God created Adam first, right? Everything that God created, Genesis chapter 1, he said, and God saw the stars, and God created the animal. He said, what was the, what was the adjective he was using? It was what? It was good. And the second day, he did this, and it was good. And did this, and it was good. And then on sixth day, he said, let us make my image. And he created what? Adam. Is that not so? But then he said, after he created Adam, he said it was what? Very good. When he created man, the word very was added to the good he has been saying about everything else. Hallelujah. So you would think that, you would think that um, if that is the case, then there should be completion. And then God gave Adam the assignment of naming the animals and telling them, you know, all, all uh, giraffes to the left. Or uh, what do you call it? Uh, highness to the right. He, he gave instructions. He, he was able to. And so Adam seemed to see, notice something. Mm, something is going on around here. These are two here. It's like a two giraffes, two goats. So Adam, he didn't have anybody to talk to. Right? And so he looked to the left, he looked to the right. Then the, the Bible said that the Lord said it was not good for man to be alone. Even though God had said everything he had created was what? Very good. He said, it was not good for man to be alone. Let me make a help meet for him. And so think about it. God is almighty. If Adam needed more than one wife, after Adam, if God wanted to make, well, how did God create Eve? Now, today, pray that your, uh, you, go, you go for a, you go for a, um, one small operation. Pray that your rib is not taken because you will you not be the same person. If a rib is taken, it may not, you may not be the same person. But if Almighty God is doing it, how many know that Adam is going to be fine? If God takes the rib and makes Eve out of it, if God wanted to take three ribs, could he have done it? And, and Adam will still be fine. He's God. He's God. He can do anything he wants. Amen. Not like Professor Doof <laughs> who said, I can do whatever I want. I mean, that one is, was not true. If you know and fair, that uh, show. Only God can do whatever he wants, right? Now, if God believed that Adam needed more than one woman, he would have created Eve 
We would have created Yvonne. We would have created Yvette. And who else? Edna. He would have created as many as he thought was necessary. Is that not so? So it is not true that a man needs more than one to be happy. But society may have practiced that. But one people have not married and they have not subscribed to the order of God. That first, find someone of all the... If you have Yvonne, Yvette, Eva, even, <laughs> and even though... If you have all, the, if you have all this... We say that choose one, right? And do the right thing first before you sleep with her. But mankind has liberalized the, the laws, the laws that govern nature. Amen. We have liberalized it. And so, we say that when what must be done first is not done, sometimes major problems come. And some of these problems can be sexually transmitted diseases. Because instead of marrying, and people are sleeping around and spreading all over the place, people are getting sick, and people are dying prematurely. Amen. Bishop said he went to a place, a country in uh, a certain continent, a certain continent which has, which has a vowel in it. <laughs> Amen. And he said that um, the one senior minister told him that so many people have died that we have had to bury them because people were dying of AIDS at a faster rate than they could find people to officiate the funeral. And so the, the um, uh, um, reverend minister, because in our church, for instance, reverend ministers can officiate funerals, right? They didn't have enough reverend ministers, so they said, okay, people who have been appointed pastors can also do it. At a point, they began to have the shepherds. They began to have area fellowship leaders conduct funerals because people were dying at so fast a pace because what must be done first had not been done. And people have introduced a free sexual lifestyle where there are no boundaries. Amen. And then the sad aspect is that not only were they struggling to find people to officiate funerals, they were struggling to find land, land to bury them. That's this time from here to here, six or seven feet or eight feet, it is became a luxury to find it. So, sad to say, in that country, they were burying people vertical. Because vertical, you only need the size. Do you get it? So, somebody who has died, who needed to be laid to rest, poor soul, is, is standing, they will dig the, the, the thin vertical ladder. This is the fate of humanity when we choose not to obey the laws of God. And then, such a situation, what do you write? Do you write, rest in peace? Or do you write, stand in peace? Amen. Problems abound. When that which is to be first becomes second. May God help us all. Amen. Alright. Let us stand up and commit ourselves unto the Lord. Take out a good offering. Let us pray. By the way, we are encouraging everybody going to come to, uh, um, I believe all of us are on Mega Flock or Test to Give, but that's what is being promoted so that we can limit. Look at, imagine 1,500 people if they are going to be counting. Do you see? So we should all try and use Mega Flock and Test to Give at camp. Let us take out your offering. Let us pray. Or your phone. 
if you are doing it uh, electronically. Dear God, we thank you so much for this great privilege to know you the one true God and to, to be taught that you are first and you must be first at all costs. Now we also express our love to you and say bless our offerings. Bless what we are giving from our heart. Bless what we would have wished to give. Bless us so that we can truly represent your work on earth and may your work go on in the name of Jesus. Amen.